the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio Podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for listening in today. Forecast calling for a clear evening and chilly 20 to low tonight. Tomorrow's sunny, high of 31. Wednesday, mix of clouds and sun, high of 26. Flyers 4-1 over the Islanders yesterday. Brian Elliott, 29 saves. Flyers continuing to chip away. See if they can get in the playoff picture. They're on the radar now. Five points out of a playoff spot. 16 games to go. Sixers home tomorrow against Orlando at 7. Phillies had the day off. They're playing St. Louis tomorrow afternoon in spring training action. 105 start there. And it looks like Nick Foles is going to be heading to Jacksonville. Although officially in uh, pro football timeline, they cannot uh, make an announcement. In fact, officially they can't start talking to Nick Foles until next Monday and then make an official deal announcement Wednesday the 13th. But it would be good for him to have a chance after all the uh, wonderful times he's had here in Philadelphia, along with Carson Wentz, helping lead the team to the Super Bowl and some good playoff success this past year. Looks like he'll be able to lead the Jacksonville Jaguars moving forward. We'll see if that plays out. We uh, have a pastor's appreciation breakfast. I want to make sure you know about the registration for this just went up recently, and it's a really wonderful time, Thursday, the 25th of April. If you're a pastor, get yourself signed up. If you're not a pastor, let your pastor know. We have A.R. Bernard, our guest speaker. He's the senior pastor of the Christian Cultural Center in Brooklyn, New York, host of the A.R. Bernard radio program, which you can catch uh, the hour preceding this one at 3 o'clock on WFIL. In addition to Pastor Bernard, his words of encouragement and challenging us, he will uh, uh, partake, as the rest of us do, with a great uh, food, uh, assemblage of food, if you will, a time of worship and opportunities for mutual encouragement with other pastors. Learn some stuff, do some networking, there'll be workshops, and the whole thing is totally free. All you need to do, go to our website, click the Pastors Appreciation Breakfast banner, and get signed up. And again, pastors can do that directly. If you're not a pastor, let your pastor know so uh, the person in charge there can get signed up and and maybe be a part of that. Really looking forward to that. Again, Thursday, April 25th, and the whole thing is free. It's just a chance to affirm pastors in our midst and uh, and allow them to, you know, sometimes it's, it's good to step into a situation where you get a bigger view of things. When you're in a room with several hundred other pastors, uh, a, lot, a lot opens up. It's a real time of refreshment just doing that, if that's all you did. But then there's all the other things that are part of that day. We're very glad to do it each year. And again, Thursday, the 25th of April. So put that on your radar and uh, jump on um, board with that. We're going to uh, you know, close registration once we get full. You know, we have a, Folks are getting on board with that. We still have time to that point. But don't wait too long because uh, I don't want you to get shut out with it, so to speak. We need to do a short break. And what we want to do coming up uh, this hour, a little later on, Rich Sparling is going to join us. He used to actually be the chaplain for the Phillies. And he has a sports ministry called Bucksmont Torch. It's uh, for soccer players. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, he'll be joining us in studio, in fact. We also have some stuff to give away. 
had a number of really good authors on recently, and I actually got some books in the mail from their respective publishing houses, more than I realized. And so I'd like to give those away today, maybe play a clip or two from those interviews so you can uh, hear what they were about. If you heard the original interview, of course, you, you may remember. If you never heard it, this will give you a little taste of that. So we'll do that over the next little bit here, too. Have our toll-free number handy, 800-560-WFIL. That's the number you need to call in to win. We'll do that coming up in our next segment and maybe the second segment after that. And then we'll have uh, Rich Sparling joining us as well in studio. One more time, have our number ready. Not just yet, but have it ready. 800-560-WFIL, 800-569-345. Back in just a moment, it's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 409 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss. Thank you for tuning in today. One of the guests that we've had on the program recently, a gentleman named Eric Thurman. He has done so many things in his lifetime and traveled the world working with all kinds of nonprofits and very interesting life. Uh, and the book he wrote currently now is called Thrive in Retirement, Simple Secrets for Being Happy in, uh, for the Rest of Your Life. So I asked him a little bit about uh, what led up to him writing the book, uh, Thrive in Retirement. This is author Eric Thurman. When he's done sharing, be ready to call in to win a copy of the book, 800-560-WFIL. We'll ask you to call in shortly. Hang on. Here we go. I think if there is a single idea, it's that we underestimate how disruptive retirement is. And it was for me. So when I hit 65, I was actually working in that ministry with the kids at risk. My birthday, I was in India and (laughs) had a group of donors with me. They were celebrating. And I thought that I didn't have to think about retirement for a long time. My organization that I was leading there was asking me for my 10-year plan but my life changed, and it changed in that my wife died, hmm, and I left my executive position, and I moved out of the, the city, which was Colorado Springs at the time, Okay. and my whole world changed in the space of a year. Now, each of us will encounter something like that. It comes at different years, but somewhere in that third season of life, I think we all are going to find there's a mega change. And we need to be ready for it. We need to understand what makes us able to do well or poorly during that time. You just spoke to something that I think is just kind of common no matter what stage of life you're, you're going into, you're aware. But you know, either getting nearer to it age-wise, in, in this case of, of the book Thrive in Retirement, or just the concept of, I should plan for that, but not today because i got other stuff going on. Yeah, as, you know, yeah. as you were writing that's the book, true. yeah, talk about, talk about that. Because even for you, you're know, 65 and you're like, yeah, well, that's still far off. And then yeah, I happened. thought I could ignore it. Although, you know, it, it did strike me. One of the quotes I came across early in my researching this was something Billy Graham said. He said that all of my life, people told me how to prepare to die, but nobody told me how to grow old. Mm. <laughs> so how do you do that well? And, you know, if we don't really think about this stuff and get a biblical worldview, what's going to happen is we'll default to the common thinking. Yes. You know, the world's view is that when you hit 65, it's payback time. Kick back, relax. The best thing you can do is to do nothing, and that's not true. <laughs> that just simply is not healthy. Yeah. Well, and in some points certainly in your life, what's that? It's certainly not God's design either. God yeah. 
great and valuable things. This this can be and should be the most exciting season of life. Well, and in the uh, in your the phrase there, you mentioned the Billy Graham quote. The I guess the emphasis being on the word grow, right? Not just yes. old, not the old part, but the grow. Keep going, keep growing. Yeah, some people just become old. I want to grow old. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of scripture that talks about that. In fact, um, I, I like the, the the scripture that says that we're going to be fruitful in old age. This is uh, Psalm ninety-two, fourteen. It says you'll be fruitful in old age, and you'll stay fresh and green. I think we're all familiar too with the passage. It talks about renewing our youth. Yeah. You know, it's not because we're going to look younger and get rid of wrinkles and such or less gray hair, but we can have energy and excitement about life and fulfillment and meaning. That is God's design. Yeah, Eric Thurman is our guest at the Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL and WFIL.com. Um, tell us about how you came about writing Thrive in Retirement in terms of what maybe what came first or second early on you knew you wanted to, and then maybe you had some surprises as you were writing it, even discovering as you were researching uh, and, and putting it together. Well, this is a little bit of a, a frank uh, conversation for me, yeah. because what happened was, uh, subsequent to losing my wife, uh, I met another woman who had lost her husband to cancer, and we married, wow. and it was great, and the first year we were married, I was still working with international nonprofits, and we traveled 15 countries in one year together. You know, it wow. saw a lot and did a lot. It was great, such momentum and energy. And then that changed, and then I found myself in this new stage of life where I aged out from running organizations, and nobody wanted to talk to the old guy, it seemed. Hmm. And I was still doing a lot of consulting and stuff, but at one point she politely said to me, are you going to be a problem? <laughs> you know, you've done all these high-powered things and used to traveling the world and the rest, and now you're, you're going to be stuck in your own house. Uh, and I, I had to own that. I said, you know, I think it may be a problem, but it, I can't let it be your problem. Hmm. So I need to really dig into this. And I started researching it, and I've, I found a number of things. One of them was that the whole topic of retirement is new that uh, even the science of gerontology is only like 70 years old. I mean, how old is a human race? Right. Because if you go back two or three generations, people died shortly after they stopped working. But today, we've got a whole season of life after we stop working, 20, 30, or more years. And how do we live that time and use it well? If you think it's going to be one continuous Saturday <laughs> or vacation, endless vacation, yeah. uh, you're going to get bored with it. <laughs> and not only that, you're not going to fulfill God's design in your life. Yeah. So Eric, I had to dig into that. So that's author Eric Thurman, the book called Thrive in Retirement. I got a couple of copies here to hand out, extra that were sent from the, uh, the folks at the publishing house. It was like, oh, it's cool. We can give these away. So I want to give you a sample of the conversation. The full podcast is at WFIL.com. If you'd like to win a copy, give me a call right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. And we'll take a couple of random callers, just jot your info down off the air, and then we'll uh, be sure to mail those out to you tomorrow. All right? So if you want to win a copy of Eric Thurman's Thrive in Retirement, give me a call right now at 800-560-9345, 800-560-WFIL. We'll take a short break. We'll come back at you with another clip from another uh, 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 author, and we have some more giveaways to do. So keep that number ready. Back in a moment, WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 
WFIL, WFIL.com, 419 on the Tim DeMoss Show. We're handing stuff out today. Let's do that now. Hello. Hi, WFIL. Who's this? Hi, uh, Charlene Zabo. Hi, how you doing? Good, how are you? Lovely. Where are you from? Uh, I am originally from Plymouth Meeting, but now I live in um, Springmount. Well, you're a winner, wherever you are. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Hang on one sec. We'll I get like your info. interview. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad. That... Yeah. yeah. His name is Eric Thurman, and Thrive in Retirement is the book. So, oh, that sounds good. It sounds like a great book. Yeah. Full podcast at, at our website. But in the meantime, we'll get your info and mail out the, the book so you can read it for yourself. Okay. Perfect. Hold on, yeah. Hold on one second. Hello, WFIL. Yes, uh, my name is John Robinson. I was wondering if I could have the privilege of that book that you're talking about. You know, John, you are the second person to call through, and you are indeed a winner. It's a great uh, thing that happened. I was driving along, listening to your program, and I just recently retired. I'm 83. Wow. And... uh, it, the the subject matter was so germane to what I'm going through, trying to figure out what am I going to do. And uh, his reference to um, uh, the, uh, I guess it was in Psalm 92. Yeah, yeah. Was something, yep. yeah, something that I was familiar with. And so That's great. it turned out to be a real blessing. Where are you from, by the way? I'm from uh, outside of Philadelphia in a little town called Worcester. Sure. Hang on one sec. We'll get your info. We have another little clip to play for you because we have another book to give away. One of the authors we've had on the program recently, a guy named Gil Mertz. He uh, and I had a nice chat. He has a book called Forgive Your Way to Freedom. This is a brief clip from that. And uh, when it's done in a couple of minutes here, I'll ask you to call in to win a copy of this. This is Gil Mertz from the book Forgive Your Way to Freedom. And this is about uh, his per- personal story uh, as far as forgiveness and where that, kind of why the book was written or part of how it, it ties in with him personally. The book is full of real-life stories from of a wide variety of circumstances of people who work through forgiveness. So it's not sugar-coated. Believe me, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly that people have gone through and found victory and found freedom. And for me, it had to do with my father. I, I was one of 11 children, and uh, we grew up in a very small house of about 1,100 square feet and one bathroom. I mean, that would be enough to challenge the soul of any man. <laughs> so well, there's I try to give my a lot of forgiveness right there. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, my father came from a long line of abusers, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he must have felt that uh, disciplining his children with with uh, excessive force was uh, was normal. Um, I'm not sure. But anyway, I went through a lot of what your listeners have gone through with their own, maybe through some of their experiences with their parents. Certainly abuse, um, abandonment, rejection, just neglect. And um, so when I became a man, I I, uh, moved away and really lost track of my dad completely. and we hadn't talked in at least 10 years when I found out the news, Tim, that he was dying of cancer. Mm. Um, I didn't want to go back to see him. I felt like I had moved on with my life, and I didn't want to open up those scabs on my heart. But God was uh, not okay with me doing that and really convicted me I needed to go see and meet with my dad. 
And in the book, I detail this in much greater uh, uh, detail. But, but basically, I, I confronted my dad in love, and we had a marvelous time of reconciliation together before he died. And when we did that, Tim, it was more than just two men having a good talk and forgiving one another. We actually were able to lift a generational curse that had hung over our family for years. And we were able to do that through forgiveness. Forgiveness has that kind of power that it can literally not only transform lives, uh, it can reconcile marriages, it can restore hurting families, it can totally... uh, Unite churches, it can literally change nations. Mm-hmm. And as I've argued, you know, I, I believe that we are most like God when we forgive. That's how powerful that it is. That's author Gil Mertz, the book Forgive Your Way to Freedom, Reconcile Your Past, and Re- uh, Reclaim Your Future. If you'd like to win a copy of that, we'll take a caller right now at 800 560 WFIL, 800 560 9345. Be glad to mail that out to you tomorrow. And uh, you can, again, catch the full podcast of this at WFIL.com. So uh, help yourself to the entire – most of the interviews are you know, 20, 30 minutes long. So uh, get the whole thing there. Let's grab a, a winner now. Hello. What's your name? Good, good afternoon. This is Sharon James. I just heard the Gil Merck forgiveness uh, clip. Yeah. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. You're a winner. Oh, thank you. Assuming you'd like the book, or you just calling to say hi I, and be friendly? I would love, I would love, <laughs> I would love to read that book. Good. Well, we'll get your info down and mail it out to you. Where are you from? Where am I from? East Lansdowne. Excellent. Hang on one second, and Joe will grab your info. Okay. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thanks for listening in. Uh, you know what? We have a guest coming up. His name is Rich Sparling, and he runs a ministry called Bucksmont Torch, which is a soccer ministry. It's a very cool ministry. Where he'll be in studio with us in the next five or ten minutes. Before that, though, we do have another giveaway to do. I want to make sure we do this. And um, this was an interview coming up. A woman named Sarah C. Williams. Uh, this I'm just grabbing the book real quick. Uh, it's a very powerful story. It's called Perfectly Human, Nine Months with Carrion, spelled C-E-R-I-A-N. And um, the short version of it is that she and her husband found out that the baby that you know she was carrying was not going to, in all likelihood, survive. Had a skeletal deformity, wouldn't survive the process of being born. They already had two daughters. And so I'm going to play a, a couple of short clips for you because uh, of all the interviews, honestly, that I've done in a long time, this one, like, I can't help but tear up as I hear her talk. She's a professor uh, in the UK and um, just very powerful stuff that she had to say. I'd highly recommend Uh, all the podcasts we have, but get this one if you have not uh, listened to it yet. Uh, So the first part of this just has had to do with from when they found out around, I think, the 20-week mark of her ultrasound that the baby was not going to live. I grew up in a Christian family, always um, with this awareness of the kind of, in quotation marks, right answer to the question about abortion. And it had never been a question which had immediately impacted my own life. And so that night when we received this news and we knew we had to go back to the hospital and tell them about our decision, I was deeply shocked that in the crisis of the moment, in the horrendous shock, um, a kind of distancing mechanism kicked in 
And the really first instinctive response I had was just to get this terrible situation over with. I just wanted to get the fetus out of my body as fast as possible and then think about the consequences afterwards. And that that shocked me. Mm. Um, because the ethical principle in the moment of extremity on its own wasn't enough to carry me through the pain of that news and the struggle of the decision. And the turning point came for us when Paul and I, in our desperation, sat down on our green sofa in our little house in Oxford and we we prayed and we cried out to God really in desperation and not knowing what to do. And we had an extraordinary and very immediate, tangible sense of God's presence with us. And in those moments of prayer, it was like the whole question was reframed. Mm. As though God was saying to us, here's a sick and dying child, will you love her for me? And it changed the way I was thinking entirely. So it wasn't about a principle or even a medical solution to a problem, but it was about God's love for the weak and the vulnerable. And it wasn't so much about my strength in making a decision, but about his strength of love for this tiny little baby. And that experience for Paul and I changed the pregnancy entirely in the next 16 weeks that were very difficult that we carried Kerian because they were about watching and imitating God in his profound love for a human being who didn't even under the law have any human rights. Her name is Sarah C. Williams. The book, Perfectly Human, Nine Months with Carrion. Carrion is spelled C-E-R-I-A-N. She was a guest on the program oh, a couple of weeks ago or so, and I asked her about the name Carrion. You know what? It's the most extraordinary thing, but it completely turned my life upside down. Uh, my apologies. I have the wrong cut. Let's, this is that. That's one more I want to play for you, but this is the cut I asked about her name. You know, we didn't have a name picked out at all. I'd spent the first um, 20 weeks in and out of hospital with horrendous hyperemesis, uh, you know, when you just can't stop being sick. And I was so focused on trying to cope with two children and a job that it was almost as though connecting with this baby was was not a primary priority. And then when we discovered that we were going to lose her, choosing her name became a really important thing that our family did together, especially our older daughter, Hannah, who really entered in with with my husband, Paul, into thinking, well, what kind of name expresses the essence of who this child is? We don't know her by her attributes. We're not going to know her... um, in it, you know, perhaps we'll never know what her personality is like. So how can we capture a name that expresses who she is to us? And so finding this Welsh name, Paul is a Welshman, I'm proud to be a Welshman, uh, which literally means in Welsh, loved one. It's a term of endearment, like you might say, my darling or my beloved or my, my honey or something. Mm. This, this is a term of endearment that just says, we love you. And so naming her Carrion was incredibly important in, um, in, in, in letting her become a loved sister and a loved daughter for us in, in the family.
Sarah C. Williams, in the last clip I want to play for you is how Sarah herself changed. Again, the book Perfectly Human, Nine Months with Carrie. And after this next clip, we want to ask you to call in to win a copy. But this is how Sarah herself described changing. You know what? It's the most extraordinary thing, but it completely turned my life upside down. I was teaching at the University of Oxford at the time I discovered this. And in many ways, my life was full and my... um, I'd achieved the things I wanted to achieve in my life. And it was the experience of encountering another human being's intense vulnerability and weakness. And what it was like to love somebody who needed me and who was dependent on me that turned my value system upside down. And I realized during those 16 weeks and in Terrian's remarkable death, Uh, in which I also encountered God, that actually I had prized myself on the basis of my achievements, all the things that I did, all the things I was capable of, all of the things that I had capacity for. And I realized, Karen, Karen, that I didn't love her for anything that she had done. She hadn't effectively, by the world standards, done anything. And yet I loved her. I loved her deeply. Because she was my daughter, because God had given her to me and he had created her in his own image. And during that experience of the privilege of carrying this child's term, I realized in a way that I had never done before that that is exactly how God loves me. He doesn't love me for all the things I do, for my capabilities and achievements, but primarily loves me simply because I belong to him, and he has created me. And that gave me this transformative experience of God's unconditional and intensely personal love for me as a human being. And it, it just turned my world upside down. It was like I saw everything in technicolor for the first time. It wasn't that we didn't grieve, Karen. We did. But she gave us this profound gift of of appreciating to the in my bones, as it were, what it really means to be a human being, loved by God and made in his image. And so I look back on that period of my life that was difficult and that did have grief in it, as as one of the most incredible privileges that I have ever had in discovering more about the precious love of God for the human person. Sarah C. Williams, the author of the book, again, called Perfectly Human. I highly recommend the podcast of that. WFIL.com, top line there says podcast, drop-down menu, says Tim DeMoss Show, and then you can search through chronologically, kind of work your way backwards. That was a couple of weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. So uh, just, uh, yeah, I, I and having a daughter who's disabled, I... I totally appreciate what she's saying, but I think anybody could, especially how she extrapolates that to God's love for us. If you want to win a copy of that, give me a quick call right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Sarah C. Williams is the author, and uh, the book is called Nine Month, uh, Perfectly Human, Nine Months with Carrion. Um, let's go ahead now, grab a call. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hi, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, what's your name? Janice. Hi, and where are you from? Philadelphia. Hey, would you like a copy of this book, Janice? 
Yes, I would. We'd love to send it to you. Let me put you on hold, and Joe will take your info off the air and uh, enjoy that book with all your heart. We are uh, going down to 20 tonight with clear skies, sunshine, 31 the high tomorrow. Flyers 4-1 over the Islanders yesterday. Sixers home against Orlando tomorrow. Nick Foles heading to Jacksonville, it looks like, but we can't officially know that till next week. And the Phillies in St. Louis in town, or not in town, but uh, tomorrow they're going to be um, doing spring training action, 105, they're the day off. And speaking of the Phillies, Rich Sparling is with us. He used to be the chaplain for the Phillies. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. For many years. Yeah, 18 years. And many, uh, many other ministries you're involved, including the, the Bucksmont Torch, right? That's right. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing well, Tim. It's good to see you. Welcome to town. Thank you. Have you been here before? No, I've not been to this station. Okay. Yeah, but this isn't far from a church where I used to pastor the last six years. Oh, nice. Yeah, right on Ridge Avenue in Roxborough. Okay, so you're familiar with the yeah. lay of the land. Yeah, I sure am. That's great. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the the, the torch. I'd like to do that. Let's uh, you know, what is it? Ten year anniversary this year, right? Isn't it? I think it started in '09. We started in '09, but last year was our tenth year. Okay. Because you got to count 2009 That's right. as one of the years. That's right. But I don't know. I guess we could say this was the 10th year anniversary if we want. We can say that. <laughs> well, we've been wrong before. <laughs> It's a it's a ministry that's uh, multifaceted, but within the context of sports and kind of like a yeah. seasonal thing, right? Like, tell us about it a little bit. All right, uh, we have uh, young men and young ladies that come to play on our high level soccer teams. The women play in the WPSL, which is the second tier of women's soccer, okay. highest level you can play and still be an amateur. And the men play in what would be probably the fourth tier of men's soccer, and again, the highest level you can play and still be in an amateur. Athlete. That's the National Premier Soccer League. Yeah. WPSL is Women's Premier Soccer League. Okay. And uh, we just use it as a platform to show that being a follower of Christ is a very positive thing. So the season for if, if someone were to listen in and say, uh, you know, they'd be interested, or they, they have a son or daughter or grandson, they're listening, oh, what's that all about? Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about where, when, why, and that all sort right, of thing. Sure. <laughs> season starts mid-May. Okay. So it ends early July. Okay. Uh, tryouts are this coming Saturday Whoa. at So5 uh, Indoor Soccer Center. Uh, where's that at? You know what? I'm not sure exactly where it is <laughs> off the top it. of my head. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll pl- pl- plug it into uh, my we, phone and find it that way. Wait, well, and we can put it, I mean, the town, we can, we can put it on the uh, podcast also. Yeah. So people yeah. can look it up there. But go ahead. So yeah. this Saturday, I'm glad that we worked out for you to yeah, come today. Yeah, it's just perfect timing if someone's interested in trying out. Yeah, they just need to go to our website, torchsportsministry.org. Torchsportsministry.org. Yeah, that's and right. This, what's the age range for the people who are, might want to try out? It's collegiate okay. and beyond. Uh, although we do have some high school young ladies that play okay. and have been able to play at that level. Okay. Yeah, haven't had any high school young men yet that were able to play quite at the level of the NPSL. It's very fast and very physical and very good soccer. Okay. Yeah. So theoretically, you could have someone of high school age who's yeah. exceptional. but Yeah, because and try it's, out. Okay. And collegiate level, but, uh, and, uh, but sometimes it could be someone who's played – they're not necessarily in college, but they're playing soccer on some kind That's of correct, a, yeah. other yeah. premier level of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And most of our players come from Division One schools, and we get some gems from other levels. But that's kind of what our focus is just because we have a message to share. And if we want our message to be respected, 
we need to be respected. That's one of the funny things when you talk sports ministry. Yeah. And you'll get this because I know you were an athlete. First time I met you, you were a goalkeeper at Philmont Christian Academy. That's right. And yeah. you were the head coach of the opposition. I Plumstead. was. I was. <laughs> yeah. We had a couple of good years of good we did. camaraderie on the field there and competition. But uh, when you say to someone at sports ministry, they focus on the ministry. And, and obviously the perspective is, well, is it really that important if you win or lose? And as far as eternity goes, no, it's not. Yeah. But just like a church, they wouldn't just hire a pastor because he loves Christ if he can't preach. And <laughs> right. they wouldn't try to get a you know a director of music ministry if he loves Jesus, and that's just enough. Yeah. If he couldn't sing, they wouldn't look for that type of music ministry. And in the same way, we are a sports ministry. So we are looking for athletes that God has blessed with the special ability to be able to play at that high of a level. Yeah. Rich Sparling is our guest uh, joining us in studio today with the Bucksmont Torch. We're going to do a short break. We'll come back and dig a little further into this uh, and, and also just be thinking about share a little bit of your testimony, too, why you got to this point. Because, you know, be happy to do that's, that. that's a huge part of the players. You want them skilled, but you want them, um, you know, loving God. Amen. This is not a training ground for those players no, it's in this not. case. Right. Yeah. Back in just a minute, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in today. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 4.42 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Join in studio, Tim DeMoss Show, Rich Sparling, who uh, runs the Bucksmont Torch, torchsportsministry.org. That's right. Okay. If you want to find out more. Uh, there's different aspects to this ministry. And again, this coming Saturday is tryouts. If you're of basically collegiate age, is there an upper limit to... No, there's no upper limit. Both okay. leagues we play in are adult leagues, so there's okay. no age limit. So you kind of framed it for us a little bit. The season would actually start in, in mid-May, Mid-May, run to early July. Right. Uh, and then where do you play? Where do you go? We play at Penridge High School. Okay. We play at their stadium, Hellman Stadium. That's, That's for, where all our games are. For home games? Yeah. Tra- then you would travel to other people. Right. We play in the women's league. We play in the Keystone Conference. Okay. Actually, we're in the Keystone Division of the Mid-Atlantic Conference. That's probably more accurate. Okay. Uh, our farthest trip will be to Pittsburgh. Okay. And uh, we'll play most of the teams that are local. Hershey, um, Lehigh Valley, Tempest. Okay. Trying to remember what other teams are in that yeah. division, but the concept yeah. being, um, if someone was interested in looking it up or or passing the word on to someone else, yeah. what kind of involvement level is it in terms of practice? In terms of what okay. are some of these people holding down jobs and playing at night, or how's it? Work? Yeah, no, that's a great question. We have players that come from out of town, and they are hosted by some families that live in that area who recognize that the house that they have isn't theirs; it belongs to the Lord. So. They open it up, and they take two players throughout the summer and provide all their meals, which is a tremendously generous way of helping to so, support the ministry. So as a parenthesis, if someone's listening and then they don't play soccer, those days are way back. Right. But they're like, oh, I love the game. I'd love to make it possible right. for someone. They could be a host family. Yeah, okay. and, they, and they don't have to even be a soccer aficionado. If they love Christ yeah. and they know that this is ministry and that after every game, we share the gospel. We have a player share his or her personal story of how they came to know Christ and how important that has been to them. Yes. You know, because you can argue doctrine. You can argue, argue all sorts of things. You can't argue a person's life story. Yeah. And it makes it more relationable. 
Okay. Or relatable is probably the more accurate yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So that's so some yeah. people come from out of town and right. this is kind of their summer, right? It is their summer. So half the team is made up of local players. About half the team is made up of ta- players from out of town. The local players, they live at home. Yeah. Uh, they get their summer jobs. The players that are from out of town, they end up working in our sports camps. Okay. Uh, which we partner with a lot of the local churches and help them reach out to their community doing something that's a little bit unique. Okay. Um, and that's what mornings would look like in the afternoon. Uh, we have a fitness center that has been very generous to us. A gentleman who owns it knows and loves Jesus Christ, and he lets our players go and get their workouts there. That's afternoon. That's great. Monday night is sports ministry training and team Bible study. Okay. Practices are typically Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Friday night, we have a young adult get-together at Bev's in my house, and we provide dinner, and they just hang out, 60 to 70 of them, and wow. play volleyball, play <laughs> cornhole, you know. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, and then uh, they have their games usually on weekends. That's a full. That's really a full thing. Well, it is a full schedule, but again, we've got young men and young ladies from out of town. They don't have the connections, and we want to keep them out of trouble as well. Yeah, sure. So we keep them busy. Okay. And, and the local players, I would say it's a little bit harder on the local players just because their schedule would be somewhat different. Their summer jobs are probably like a nine to five job or an eight in the morning till four in the afternoon job. Then right off yeah, the side. And then they're going to practice and uh, they have a little bit heavier of a job okay. or schedule. Rich Sparling is our guest. Uh, the Bucksmont Torch is the ministry that he's uh, in charge of by God's grace. And torchsportsministry.org is how you can find out more. Established about 10 years ago. And uh, sharing the gospel through sports is really the gist of it. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Yeah, Bev and I had the opportunity of being missionaries in the Dominican Republic. And while we were there, the Lord allowed us to use a sports platform, and we uh, established a a volleyball and a basketball league. And if the players wanted to play in the teams that we were putting in those leagues, they had to come to a Bible study and memorize at least one verse a week. And we saw how the Lord just used his word in those young men and those young ladies' lives. And uh, they got saved, gave their life to Christ. We had a chance to disciple them. So when we came back, we wanted to help other people learn how to do that. And um, one thing led to another. I ended up being with Baseball Chapel as their director of Latin American Ministries and the Phillies Chaplain. You knew that. That's where right. we, yeah. we met. We re met. We, yeah, right. we, we knew each other yeah. in high school when you were coaching Plumstead. I was goalie for Philmont. Yep, that's right. But then 10, 15 years later, we met back in the, at the Phillies locker room one day, I think it was. Yeah, 10 or 15 years. That's being generous. <laughs> it might be more like 20 to 30 years later. Come on, work with me here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so now that that chapter's done, and you're focused yeah. even more so on torch, right? right. And uh, a part of that has to do with um, traveling with another ministry missionary, Athletes International, and seeing what they did, and then also seeing players from each of the teams in the MLB, where I would do chapel for the visiting team, and some of the best players in the league came to chapel were men who knew and loved Jesus Christ, and my thought was, wow, if there was an owner out there who loved the Lord and wanted to use this tremendous platform to be able to impact this community and this world for Jesus Christ. What would, what would happen if, you know, he just kind of emphasized uh, a recruitment of men who knew the Lord, yeah. you know, and put together a team like that it would be an all-star team. Because right. you're thinking of guys like Mariano Rivera, Brad Lidge, Jimmy Rollins, you know, some of the, the best players, <laughs> Josh Hamilton, and right. Adrian Gonzalez, and, you know, the list goes on. Um, that would be yeah. so <laughs> right. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> right. So that's kind of what we've done with the torch. 
we had an yeah. opportunity to enter the women's league first and recruited all young ladies who knew and loved Jesus Christ and wanted to be taught how to use that platform yeah. to, to impact his kingdom. Well, and you mentioned that too. Um, at the I think it's the Monday nights is right. Bible study and tr- sports leadership training. Like they, right. just, it, you know, they may be a great athlete, but how do they train them to right to have a mindset of when you were playing, we're out there yeah. to play hard, but you have to. Here's how we go about the ministry part of it too. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and even just being able to share your personal story, you know, you'll hear someone say, "I asked Jesus into my heart." Well, what what does that mean? And you tell a little six-year-old kid, and you ask them, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? Your typical response might be, because I actually heard this response, (laughs) I don't want to ask Jesus into my heart. Well, why not? Well, because he's so big, it's going to hurt, right? (laughs) So to be able just even to explain that this is a choice to follow Jesus, and he died on a cross for us, and we're choosing Jesus. It's not even about choosing going to heaven or choosing to not go to hell. It's a choice to follow Christ. And because of that, you get to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. One of the many positive aspects to it. Right, exactly. We'll take our last break, and we'll come back and chat a little bit more with uh, Rich Sparling, who leads the Bucksmont Torch Ministry, torchsportsministry.org, for more info on that, including this Saturday's tryouts for the team, as well as how you might be able to be involved if you want to be a host family and a number of other options there. Back in just a moment, Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 4.53 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com, Tim DeMoss Show, along with Rich Sparling, who is the, uh, technically is it the president, owner, operator, CEO, et cetera, et cetera, esteemed poobah. Yes. <laughs> All the above. Yes. Of uh, Torch FC, I should correct. I was saying the Bucksmont Torch, which is where you began. That's right. But now you've expanded right in the Lehigh Valley. Yes. So. Yeah, the Lord's given us opportunities to be involved with some churches up in that area. So, All right. Torch FC is the ministry, torchsportsministry.org for more info. And this coming Saturday, a big tryout for those who would like to be involved. It's in a collegiate level primarily, but more details again on, the, on that on the site. And that would take you from mid-May uh, to early July. That's correct. Yeah. As far as practices and being on a team yeah. that plays in the area and ministers through sports. Yeah. And come watch some games. That too. Yeah. They'll get to see high level soccer and then hear one of the players after the game share their personal story. That's it's always really, good stuff. That's yeah. really cool. And Penridge High School? Penridge High School at Hellman Field. That's the home games and then others will, will right. depend. Okay. Yep. 1228 North 5th Street, Percocy, PA. So you're, so you're approximately, no. So you're, <laughs> you are. Passionate about soccer. I know you've loved it. You've coached it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But also you're even more passionate about the Lord. Amen. So this is a ministry that brings them together. Talk about the, the, the Lord side of things as far as okay. where God got a yeah. hold of you. I'm a, I'm a preacher's kid, and okay. I'm one of five kids. All five of us gave our life to Christ when we were young. Um, you know, and each one of us then had to decide how we were going to serve the Lord. And in, in my case, I just loved sports. God I remember Eric Little in the movie Chariots of Fire saying, God made me fast. Yeah. Right? And I feel his pleasure. When I run. Yeah. yeah. And and God made me fast. He made me a little fearless, more a little bit maybe on the crazy side. <laughs> um, but uh, I just loved sports and was very successful at them. But at that time, I mean, you're going back quite a ways before sports ministry became popular and trying to figure out how I was going to serve in the ministry and 
really fulfill my love of sports was a little confusing. And, you know, one step led to the other, and I ended up doing a lot of coaching. I first coached at Philadelphia College of Bible. I was there for five years, and then I ended up at Plumstead for eight years. Then the Lord took Bev and me to the Dominican Republic. And, um, you know, it was just that was the common thread through all of those was here's sports, but, but Christ is number one. I think if I could put it this way, if someone were to write a movie script of my life, I would hope that the main character in my story was Jesus. Hmm. That's a great way to put it. And not me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> I got a little emotional with that. You're yeah. allowed. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. Yes, I do. I love the Lord. Um, and I just want to be able to serve him in every capacity that I possibly can. Yeah. And I'd love to see the torch become more uh, solidified so that as time passes and I can no longer do it, that there is a base that will be able to keep that, that going. Okay. So if folks were interested in just looking it up, and we've mentioned the website torchsportsministry.org, but in order to, to maybe even expand it, there are lots of ways people could be involved. Hope being a host family is one. Host family. It's always difficult to find someone that's willing to put up with two young men or two young ladies and feed them for the summer. Yeah. Um, but but it is a great experience. We've had just great young men, great young ladies that have come to us. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody that's a little bit hard to put up with. But generally speaking, we've been really blessed with our host homes as well as with our players. Okay. Um, we have office staffing needs. Sure. Um, that. You know, if someone has ability in graphic arts or if someone wants to get out there and, you know, uh, try to get kids to the games, we need someone to help with those types of things. Sure. Yeah, sure. So a, lot of, a lot of opportunities are there. Feel free to shoot me a quick email. I can always forward that along to Rich. My email is just Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Yeah. And uh, Torch FC is the ministry, torchsportsministry.org. And as a, a little known fact, maybe not known fact at all, is that you're bilingual, right? Si, senor. <laughs> so, but they should have figured that out when they heard me say I was a missionary in the Dominican Republic. Well, you didn't say how long you were there. Almost 10 years. Then you learned it. Yeah, we actually went to Costa Rica for one year, and that's where we studied it. So by the end of one year, we were fairly fluent. Just needed to make our vocabulary a little bit more. So that certainly comes in handy, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. With the players. and Yeah. That, many, that much more. But the, the thrust of it really is the desire to combine sports with a, a clear, uncompromising message of the gospel. It's an incredible platform, Tim. And in a brief period of time, you, you not only are acquainted with someone, but you actually have rapport. That's what sports do. Yeah. And the players you're hoping to get for this Saturday's tryout, they need to be skilled. Oh, yeah. And also love God. It's not a uh, no. weaker one or the other. Right. And that, real quickly, that's the quandary. We could go to many universities and find high-level players. We could go to a lot of the local Christian colleges and find kids that love the Lord. But to find a player that can play at the high level but also loves Jesus Christ, it's not quite as easy. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you come in today and let, give folks a taste of the ministry. No, man, it was good to see you too. My privilege, absolutely. Rich Sparling uh, with us from Torch FC. Again, the website, torchsportsministry.org. Look it up regarding their big tryout this coming Saturday and the ministry in general, perhaps how you can plug in, even as simply as something as attending the game. Yeah, come to the games. Yeah, that'd be good. All right, we're going to wrap it up, turn things over to uh, Jim Axum, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a great evening. 
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.